Well, we're back. All right. All right, Eric. We are back. We're back. For another day. I think this did you is, get a good night's sleep? I, I did get a good night's we're sleep. Ready. Got my workout in. Good. And uh, yes, I'm ready to go reading through the Bible with Chip and Eric. Thank you guys for joining us. Yes. I believe this is day eight. Right? This is uh, day, day seven. This is day seven. Day seven. Day so we're on a seven. week. Wow. We're on I, a week. I get so confused. We are in day seven. Man. Time flies, okay. Chip. Time That's flies. That's what it is. So I'm just ready. Don't rush it. <laughs> <Ready>. <laughs> I'm not going to rush it. This is day seven. We're so glad you're with us. And if it's your first time with us, it's a good good day to start. We're That's going right. through the book of Job. We are. Hey, so we uh, left off yesterday. Man. Job has invoked an audience with God. He yeah. wants to plead his case before the Almighty. And he has said, he started asking how he sinned. And we're going to continue with that. Um, so Job is tip, at a tipping point here. Yeah. So we're going to continue in chapter 14 here. Job says, how frail is humanity? How short is life? How full of trouble? We blossom like a flower and then wither. Like a passing shadow, we quickly disappear. Must you keep an eye on such a frail creature and demand an accounting from me? Who can bring purity out of an impure person? No one. You've decided the length of our lives. You know how many months we will live, and we are not given a minute longer. So leave us alone and let us rest. We are like hired hands, so let us finish our work in peace. Even a tree has more hope. It is, if it is cut down, it will sprout again and grow new branches. Though its roots have grown old in the earth and its stump decays, at the scent of water it will bud and sprout again like a new seedling. But when people die, their strength is gone. They breathe their last, and then where are they? As water evaporates from a lake and a river disappears in drought, people are laid to rest and do not rise again. Hmm. Until the heavens are no more, they will not wake up, nor be roused from their sleep. I wish you would hide me in the grave and forget me there until your anger has passed. But mark your calendar to think of me again. Can the dead, can the dead live again? If so, this would give me hope through all my years of struggle, hmm. and I would eagerly wait. The release of death. You would call and I would answer. You would yearn for me and your handiwork. For then you would guard my steps. Instead of watching for my sins, my sins will be sealed in a pouch. And you would cover my guilt. But instead, as mountains fall and crumble and as rocks fall from a cliff, as water wears away the stones and floods wash away the soil, you destroy people's hope. You always overpower them. They pass from the scene. You disfigure them in death and send them away. They never know if their children grow up in honor or sink to insignificance. They suffer painfully. Their life is full of trouble. Ooh, Job. Yeah, Job chapter 15. Eliphaz's second response to Job. Then Eliphaz, the Temanite, replied, saying, A wise man wouldn't answer with such empty talk. You are nothing but a windbag. The wise don't engage in empty chatter. What good are such words? Have you no fear of God, no reverence for him? Your sins are telling your mouth what to say. Your words are based on clever deception. Your own mouth condemns you, not I. Your own lips testify against you. Were you the first person ever born? Were you born before the hills were made? Were you listening at God's secret counsel? Do you have a monopoly on wisdom? What do you know that we don't? What do you understand that we don't? On our side, on our side are aged gray-haired men, much older than your father. Is God's comfort too little for you? Is his gentle word not enough? 
What has taken away your reason? What has weakened your vision that you turn against God and say all these evil things? Can any mortal be pure? Can anyone born of a woman be just? Look, God does not even trust the angels. Even the heavens are not absolutely pure in his sight. How much less is a pure, corrupt, and sinful person with a thirst for wickedness? If you will listen, I will show you. I will answer you from my own experience. And it is confirmed by the reports of wise men who have heard the same thing from their fathers, from those whom the land was given long before any foreigners arrived. The wicked writhe in pain throughout their lives. Years of trouble are stored up for the ruthless. The sound of terror rings in their ears. And even on good days, they, they fear the attack of the destroyer. They dare not go out into the darkness for fear they will be murdered. They wander around saying, where can I find bread? They know their day of destruction is near. That dark day terrifies them. They live in distress and anguish like a king preparing for battle. For they shake their fist at God, defying the Almighty, holding their strong shields. They defiantly charge against him. These wicked people are heavy and prosperous. Their waist bulge with fat. But their cities will be ruined. They will live in abandoned houses that are ready to tumble down. Their riches will not last and their wealth will not endure. Their possessions will no longer spread across the horizon. They will not escape the darkness. The burning sun will wither their shoots and the breath of God will destroy them. Let them no longer fool themselves by trusting in empty riches for emptiness will be their only reward. They'll be cut down in the prime of life. Their branches will never again be green. They'll be like a vine whose grapes are harvested too early, like an olive tree that loses its blossoms before the fruit can form. For the godless are barren. Their homes enriched through bribery will burn. They conceive trouble and give birth to evil. Their womb produces deceit. Job chapter 16, Job's fifth speech, a response to Eliphaz. Then Job spoke again, I have heard all this before. What miserable comforters you are. Won't you ever stop blowing hot air? What makes you keep on talking? I could say the same things if you were in my place. I could spout off criticism and shake my head at you. But if you were me, I would encourage you. I would try to take away your grief. Instead, I suffer if I defend myself and I suffer no less if I refuse to speak. Oh God, you've ground me down and devastated my family as if to prove I've sinned. You've reduced me to skin and bones. My gaunt flesh testifies against me. God hates me and angrily tears me apart. He snaps his teeth at me and pierces me with his eyes. People jeer and they laugh at me. They slap my cheek in contempt and a mob gathers against me. God has handed me over to sinners. He has Toss me into the hands of the wicked. I was living quietly until he shattered me. He took me by the neck and broke me in pieces. Then he set me up as his target, and now his archers surround me. His arrows pierce me without mercy. The ground is wet with my blood. Again and again he smashes against me, charging me at me like a warrior. I wear burlap to show my grief. My pride lies in the dust. My eyes are red with weeping. Dark shadows circle my eyes. Yet I have done nothing wrong, and my prayer is pure. O oh, earth! Do not conceal my blood. Let it cry out on my behalf. Even now my witness is in heaven. My advocate is there on high. My friends scorn me, but I pour out my tears to God. 
I need someone to mediate between God and me as a person mediates between friends. For soon I must go down that road from which I will never return. Hmm. Ooh, another interesting day. Eric. Yeah, Job another is just interesting day. unfolding here. Wow. Hmm. Yes. So, Chip. He's unfolding, but I there's there's some hope coming. Yeah. There's like little speckles. I'm saying the story is yeah. unfolding. Oh, the story. With yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It is unfolding. Hmm. Yeah. So you have a question for me? I do. Okay, what is it? How you doing? I'm doing great. Okay, good. Second question. So what? We just read all of this, yeah. right? So what? Okay. So I'm going to kind of um, look at this a little different this time because, you know, I think many people, they look at the, the so-called friends of Job and just discount what they say. I don't think we can do that. I mean, it's, it's scripture. Mm-hmm. And there is sprinkled in, you know, their, their words of, of, of foolishness. There is some truth here and there. And I picked up on um, Job 15, verse 4, where he simply asked, El- Eliphaz is responding to Job, and he asked the question, have you no fear of God, no reverence for him? Mm-hmm. And it's a great question. I mean, and you and I have said already in the last few days that he's disrespectful at times, and it seems like he's crossing the line or getting pretty close to it with God. And I think it's a good question yeah. for Job, and it's a good question for you and I. You know, have we no fear of God, no reverence, no respect of him? So we know in Proverbs it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of, of wisdom, and that's that respect of God saying he has the answers, he understands all things, he's over all things, and I'm going to trust in the Lord and not lean on my own understanding. I'm, in all my ways I'm going to acknowledge him, and he's going to make my paths mm-hmm. straight. And that comes from... Really, this this attitude in this uh, idea that God is great, He is good, even though it doesn't make sense at times, and I'm going to respect and fear and trust Him. So that's a good question. I think it's yeah. a fair question for Job, for you and I, to say, hey, you know, let's not be disrespectful here. Let's fear and trust Him and depend upon Him, even when things don't make sense. Yeah, I, I think I think you're dead on there. Um, you know, they're bad friends, but that doesn't mean that they don't have some truth <laughs> going. True. Uh, and it's like. You know, Job, Job started out blameless in this process, and then his friends kind of, you know, jeered him and, and poked and prodded him. And so now they're they're talking about God, and it's like God has become a third-party victim of their conversation because they're yeah. just dogging God the whole way and yeah. assuming oh, that they know how God works. Yeah. And so, yeah, eventually they're going to get one or two things right throughout. But, you know, really, Job's <laughs> friends and Job here are, like, so dead wrong about God, and I can prove it. So where is Jesus in this passage? Man, he, I mean, it's so powerful in chapter 14 where Job says, if I knew I was going to come back from the grave, yeah. I would have hope. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. If I knew I was going to come back, if I wish you would hide me in the grave and forget me. And then he says, can the dead live again? If so, this would give me hope through all my years of struggle. Man, have you ever noticed that there are some people in this life that seem to just get more than their share of struggle? Oh, you know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. the people that are constantly getting battered by yeah. life. And, you know, a little bit of that is like, you know, Job's troubles all came all at once. You know, before this person was finished talking, they said this. Before this person was yeah. finished talking, they said this. But some people just, 
they're born into struggle yeah. and they struggle and they struggle and they struggle and they never get their feet underneath them. And the struggle just is them, you know, running and running and running through the struggle. But Job says, if I knew I was going to come back to life, mm. all my years of struggle, yeah. I would have hope. Yeah. And, you know, so for those of us who I don't think that I've had an undue share of struggle, but I know people who have. Oh. So whether you've had a ton of struggle and every day has been a struggle or, you know, you have occasional struggles, whatever it is. When you're in that struggle, the fact of the resurrection, which is only because of Jesus, yeah. right? The fact of the resurrection carries us through that struggle. So I just see it again. Yeah. Job is crying out without knowing it. Thousands of years, yeah. thousands and thousands of years before the birth of Jesus, okay. Job is crying out for mm. Christ yeah. in his struggle. And now we don't have to wonder what that looks like. Yep. We know exactly nope. what that looks like. You give your life yeah. to Jesus. That's right. And you've got that hope got even that hope. in your struggle. Yeah. And so we don't and also what Jesus does just to just to slip in an extra answer here oh, yeah. is he shows us exactly how God works. These guys are arguing cuz they don't know how God works. Jesus yeah. shows us exactly yeah. how God works. He mm. came, he walked with us, he came to to give his life as a ransom for many, yeah. right? And that is exactly how, how works. God works. He suffers with us. And he carries us through. So that is where Amen. Jesus is in this passage. That's good. That's good. That's why you snuck one in there. That's I did. I snuck I, in an extra okay. answer. You're I think, to do that. I think someday there's going to be yeah. a harder yeah, answer for me to find. So yeah, I'm yeah. take the easy oh, ones. Oh, yeah. That's a good job. <laughs> All right. Hey, we got to get going. But uh, everybody, thanks for joining us Thank today. Thank you so much, guys. Thank Proud you. of you guys. Can't wait to um, connect with you tomorrow as Chip and Eric read through the Bible together. Yep. Starting week two tomorrow. Okay. Let's do it. See you tomorrow. All right. See you tomorrow. Good night. <laughs>